Your day has just begun. Yeah! But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Yeah! Hashtag NFL. I've earned the right, Rizzi, to joke. Period. Right. I've earned it. So, have you guys had any conversations since then at all? No. No. But let me be real clear about it. I've earned that right to joke. It's a certified helmet, Vic, so he's, he's all in, ready to go. That's, that's my understanding. And uh, really happy to have him out here. He's, he's, he's a great player. Antonio Brown on board, at least for the moment. Later on, who knows? But there he was, jogging and stretching and warming up at Raider camp. Woo! I would have no idea. And that was Jerry Jones getting defensive. He's earned the right to joke about Zeke. All the money and time and effort he's put into the NFL over the last 30 years. Make no mistake, I've earned that right. Well, they're both great players. That's why they're able to do what they're doing. Because if they weren't, they wouldn't be. Cowboys did give uh, Jalen Smith, their linebacker, a five-year, $64 million deal at $35 million guaranteed. There's less pie. Make no bones about it, Jerry Jones said, referring to Prescott, Elliott, and Cooper, who all have to be signed. And now Jalen Smith has a piece of the pie, so there you go. Well, you can make another pie. Ooh, more pie. All right. Cleveland Browns quarterback Baker Mayfield said former Duke quarterback Daniel Jones Oh, he was very surprised to see Jones with the 6th overall pick. Blows my mind some people overthink it. That's where people go wrong. They forget you gotta win. Either you have a history of winning and being that guy for your team or you don't. Of course, he was a Duke with no other NFL players around him. Baker Mayfield was on a loaded team, but oh well. Duke had no other NFL players? No other players drafted in the same draft as Jones. You know, in a future year, they might. So, yes, you'd say... had one player drafted? Yep. Holy freak. Shiskevsi, what are you doing, man? Wrong coach. Yeah, but spread some of the money around. They got enough pie there. Mayfield went to social media to clarify his comments. Got a little blowback. I also said I was surprised I got drafted number one. Then I was talking about the flaws in evaluating quarterbacks, where I brought up the winning being important. Reporters and media will do anything to come up with a clickbait story. I heard nothing but good things, and I wish nothing but the best for Daniel. Me too. DJ and PK. Hashtag college football. USC named sophomore quarterback JT Daniels is their starter. Daniel started 11 games last year as a true freshman. He'll be backed up by a true freshman. Auburn. I'm looking for a name. What are you looking for? Keaton Slovis. Oh, Auburn. No, Bo Nix. Another freshman quarterback at Auburn. Got named. And they're going to be playing Oregon in the opener. And they're going to be throwing a true freshman out there as the starting quarterback against Oregon. So we're going to have sophomores and freshmen all over the place. How many of them are going to perform? Coaches betting on the young guys. 
Oh, I mean, Alabama and Clemson had it, and they did okay. They're good enough. There's enough talent around you. It's not just a quarterback. Former Utah State corner, not quarter, cornerback, Jamarcus Ingram will join Matt Wells at Texas Tech. He's a grad transfer. He's going to have two seasons left to play there. And Utah State announced the addition of a graduate transfer. They got Taron Adams coming in from Arizona State, cornerback. Played 13 games for the Sun Devils last year. That's another thing where young guys, they've recruited over him. So he's looking for playing time, so away he goes. Well, isn't everybody who transfers? He'll be a junior, he'll have two seasons of eligibility left. That's why you transfer. Either that or you've had some issues, disciplinary, and they kick you off. There's really two reasons. You know, occasionally your, your mom is sick or something like that. But It's mostly on. playing time. Yeah. DJ and PK. Hashtag Major League Baseball. This one's pulled out toward the left field corner. That has gone a line shot over the wall. That took no time to get out of here. Big fly for Mike Trout. A new career high is 42nd of the season. It's 2-0 Angels. The 1-1 pitch is hit to first and off the glove of Pujols into right field. The Shields around third. Calhoun up with it. His throw is late. Delino scores standing up. And the Rangers walk it off for a second consecutive night against the Angels. They win it tonight, 3-2 in 11. There's the end of the Angels game. Mike Trout with 42 home runs. That home run you heard right there. It's tied for the Major League lead with Cody Bellinger. We had his pants break sliding into third base. That was, that was a weird moment. The Angels had a doubleheader. That was in the first game. They won the first one 5-1. Texas won the nightcap 3-2 in 11 innings. After Albert Pujols misplayed a hard hit towards him, Delano DeShield scoring the winning run. Ah, eh, what are you going to do? It happens. Dodgers pound the Blue Jays 16-3. L.A. hit five home runs in the game. Bo Bichette went deep twice for the Jays, but... Belly. Not nearly enough. Setting a career high in ribs. What's he at now? Went over 100. Clayton Kershaw with 16 runs of support. Got his 13th win. No way. And you know what's significant about that? What is significant about that? Has Sandy Koufax for most wins. Sandy. That's a big name. It is a massive name in baseball history. Even, what are we, getting to 45, 50 years after his glory days, and he's still a massive name. And he didn't get 16 runs of support because he was out in the sixth, and they scored four in the eighth. So be accurate, would you? Okay. Thank you. Belly right on, 100. 100 ribbies on the money? Mm-hmm. That's three. St. Louis winning the big game, beating Milwaukee 9-4. Cardinals are playing really well. They've won 9 out of 11. And they're a half game up on the Cubs in the National League Central. The Cubs beat the Giants 5-3. Giants were the hot team there for a while. Had a little hope of a wild card, but kind of sliding away a little bit. Yeah, what are we going to do? The Mets are charging. 19-5 and five in their last 24 games. They pounded Cleveland 9-2. They wanted to, to fire Mickey Calloway. You said they should fire Mickey Calloway. I remember you saying that. Mickey Calloway needs to go. Mickey Calloway. He's the manager, by the way. Figured that out. (laughs) 
<laughs> and now they're playing ball for Mickey Calloway. 19 and 5 over 24 games. Got within two games of a wild card spot now. So close. They are. They're tied with Philadelphia. So close. Walking three and a half back, Arizona four, the Giants four and a half. All teams above 500. The Diamondbacks move one game above 500. And? They have a game on, I think, uh, YouTube today. If they should win it, that'll put them two games under. Then I promise you they'll go on a three-game losing streak. It'd be two games over, wouldn't it? Two games over, yes. Yeah. If I said under, I meant over. Uh, yes. The goal for me clearly is 81 and 81. <laughs> really? Be who you are. Couldn't finish with a hot streak, just be 82 and 80? No, anyway. no, that would ruin it. That would ruin the the whole theory. Salt Lake Beast beat Tacoma. Series finale is tonight at 8 o'clock. You can listen to the game right here on The Zone Sports Network. We're talking college football with Riley Jensen, our college football insider. Oh, great. What's he think of the Utes? Here on DJ and PK Wednesdays through the college football season. How good does he think the Utes are going to be this year? You can ask him that. (laughs) Where do you have them ranked? Oh, I've read some Sports Illustrated stuff. (laughs) Max Meyer. He's so high on our Utes. Really? Mm Mm-hmm. Saw some stuff with some college football bowl predictions, and only a couple of them thought the Utes would win the conference and go to the Rose Bowl. A lot of holidays and Alamos in there. Some negativity surrounding the Utes. You treated it. Going to lose the Pac-12 title game, apparently. All right, so Riley's coming up at 8 o'clock, and Ian Furness from KJR and Q13 Fox in Seattle to talk about his Washington State Cougars. See if he agrees with PK's Cinderella assessment. He's TBD. He's very busy this morning, but we're hoping he will squeeze us in, so we're looking forward to that. All right, and coming up, PK, you are going to make yourself available to the people. Yeah, I rarely answer stuff on Twitter. I just have a policy. I don't trust myself. It's more, it's me. It's not you. So it's more about, because I get a lot of a grief, and so it's easy for me just to start popping off, and the next thing you know, we're in a contest, and I'm saying things that I don't want to say. So I I have a policy. It's a personal policy. Well, I've told you that in Ryan Hatch's station down in Phoenix, it's a station policy. You do not respond because people take shots at you. If you if you have any form of opinion that people don't like, you know, they, they take shots at here. It's or no one really takes shots at me about the jazz, but here it's, oh, you're, you're a BYU guy, you're a Utah guy. And, you know, it used to bother me, but... 18 years later, I kind of like it, uh, so I'm, I'm comfortable with it. But you know, they take personal shots at you. But I thought today, I would, I would unleash that. And now, anything on Twitter, ask me anything, and I'll respond. And I got, I already got a few because I, I went in yesterday and I saw I had some direct messages, and I hadn't even looked at them, let alone answer them. So I answered a couple, and I'll, and I'll share them with you. Excellent. So you don't even have to go private. You can go public. And then on our Facebook, it's a general thing. Ask you, ask us anything you want Wednesday. Because Juan and Wednesday both have a W, which is nothing but what the Utes are going to have this year, according to everyone. So I thought it all comes together. We'll do that yeah. next. Yeah, let's do it. 
DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. And now, attention, top of the wire on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Dallas Cowboys announced a contract extension for their standout linebacker Jalen Smith. Smith signing a five-year contract worth $64 million, $35.5 million guaranteed. And Antonio Brown reports to the Raiders camp, the wide receiver practicing fully yesterday while wearing a certified helmet. John Gruden telling reporters he's all in and ready to go. That's my understanding. Really happy to have him here. He's a great player. Major League Baseball, the Braves beat the Marlins 5-1. Freddie Freeman hitting a pair of homers in the win. Phillies take down the Red Sox 3-2. Aaron Nolan proves to 12-3 on the year. And the Mets beat the Indians 9-2. Indians fall three games behind Minnesota in the AL Central. Bees in the Tacoma Rainiers tonight, 8 o'clock in the Zone Sports Network. Top of the Wire is brought to you by Diamond Airport Parking. Begin and end every great trip with Diamond Airport Parking. Diamond offers car to curb service, 24-7 airport shuttles, fantastic rates, complimentary bottled water, plus no one beats the friendly staff. Diamond Airport Parking just off I-80 and Redwood Road. Park, ride, and save. That's Diamond Airport Parking. This, this, this is Hans Olsen and Scotty G. It's what you want. Brett McMurphy from the uh, Stadium Networks. I did see the quote in one of your most recent pieces about the AP Top 25 saying you'd take Utah as a potential dark horse to fit into that Final Four. My first AP poll is who I think going into the season the best 25 teams are. This is not a projection on how I see the season ending. Next month I'll start in on my bowl projections and I'll do those every week. Those are how I project the season to end. People have asked me, you know, who your dark horse because every year of the playoff we've had a team that wasn't in the preseason top 10 make it to the college football playoff and yeah Utah would certainly be my pick and it sounds funny to say Utah's a dark horse when they're the favorite to win the league but that's kind of where the Pac-12 is right now. Catch Hans and Scotty every day from noon to three presented by your Rocky Mountain Chevy dealers on 97.5 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Hot Takes or Toast is brought to you by Master Electrical Services. And Master Electrical will light up your day. Give us a call at 801-543-2222. We'll be right on our way. That's 801-543-2222. Questions. You've got questions. We'll get time to answer them. Oh, yeah. What do you want to know? What do you want to know Wednesday? There's a whole list of questions on our Facebook page. You can hit us up on Twitter, too. You can call 855-340-ZONE or grab the phone, use the app, send the audio in, and y'all will get it on the air. How do you undo your blocking your notifications? That that should probably be uh, important. We'll work on that. If I'm going to answer notifications. On your phone or on your desktop, there's a difference. Is there a difference? There is. Huh. I'll figure it out. Question. Does your singing come naturally, or are you classically trained? <laughs> I mean, what do you think? Uh, Isn't it obvious? C, none of the above. C would mean yes, where I come from. Gonna stand there and watch me burn. Ready early in the morning. That's alright. Right the way it hurts. Yeah. Uh, you need some soul early. And I'm nothing if not soul. Parker wants to know, where do you not mind waiting? The beach 
We're going now. Wait, I've got to. I got to grab a couple things. Well, what am I waiting at the beach for? Well, I'll wait. Uh, for all good things, because it makes it that much sweeter. That's deep. <laughs> That's PK. There it is. Dodger Jazz Cougs. So me and my wife are having a disagreement if irregardless is a word or not. Well, of course it is. You just typed it out. How could it, how could it not be a word if you didn't type it out? That don't make no sense. Self-fulfilling prophecy right there. So I got the K-Man comes at me. I heard you say this morning BYU will win eight games. I'm neither a Ute nor a Cougar. I'm actually a Washington Husky. I like to think I can look at both teams objectively. I see no way BYU wins eight games. I see five wins, maybe six. So I had to let him know. I said, well, actually I said the goal is eight wins. I didn't say You're they were You're guaranteeing going. eight wins. Yes. And what's more, I heard you say it, so I know you actually did So say quote it. me accurately. Yes. He says, okay, makes sense now. Did you make a prediction on their record or the Utes? As a Husky, it pains me. But I think the Utes go 12-0. and zero. The Cougars go 5-7. and seven. The Utes go 12-0. and zero. Mod on. We have Mod got to on. temper expectations on the, on the Utes. And I got some stuff that I got to say. We got, we got to start tempering it a little bit, man. We've spent like eight weeks just tongue bathing these guys. I've had it. I'm sick of it. I know it's not popular, but I never cared about that anyway. I didn't get to be where I am, this massive media mogul based on popularity. My goodness gracious. I said I'll make predictions next week when I unveil them. Forget about when the AP poll is unveiled, when PK's predictions are unveiled. That's time to stop all that you're doing and run to the internet. Scott Nelson comes at me. It's one thing I'm very curious about. Before the West Coast Conference basketball tournament, you had mentioned on air that there was big news coming for BYU. And then everyone acted shocked about Rose's retirement news. Was that the news that you heard? I live out of state and don't get all the direct scoop for you. And never really heard what it was. And I responded, yes. If you're out of state, we're on iTunes. You can download us there. You can go to our website, 1280thezone.com. Stream it live. Yeah. Download the show there. You can stream it live at 1280thezone.com. Stream it live. I mean, you don't have to put out a podcast. You can stream it live. West Coast might be a little early. Oh, Maybe he's out of state. Maybe he's in Hawaii. Then no, it's very early. No, he ain't no Hawaii. No, no. Then I said, yes, that was the news. And he came back. I applaud you. And I know you don't really give two craps about what I think. And I like that, too, for not trying to be all I had this weeks ago when it broke. At least not that I heard. And thanks for keeping me laughing with every podcast I hear. So he's saying, you know, I didn't make a big deal out of I had the story three friggin' full weeks before they announced it, before they even went to Vegas. He's saying I didn't make a big deal about it. And he's right. I did not make a big deal about it. I did not puff out my chest and say I had that story before they went to the West Coast Conference Tournament. I didn't brag about it. There was no braggadocio whatsoever about that, if you recall. Now, I didn't brag about it at all. Now there's a serious no. dose of, 
chest no, there's not. braggadocio. No, there's not. All I've got to say, thanks, John. I'm bragging <laughs> right. that I didn't brag. Not that I had the story. You missed, you're, again, you're missing it. You're just slightly off. You didn't go to Walter Cronkite. So your ballpark fact, but not entirely fact. And I didn't brag that two weeks before they had the announcement, I told you Pope was going to be the head coach. And I didn't brag weeks before they announced their assistance that I told you it was going to be Fugger, Burgess, and Robinson. Because that's not my way. I don't brag about that stuff. There's no braggadocio. It's not who I am. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Jordan, I don't believe for a second that P.K. Kinahan would ever pop off to anyone. Sounds like a healthy dose of sarcasm from Jordan. Thank you, Jordan. Say that again. I don't believe for a second that that P.K. Kinahan would ever pop off to anyone. He's going against the whole premise of this segment. That you can just rarely answer these questions because if you did it all the time, you would pop off to someone. Right, right, right. You're doing right. it now while your emotions are under control. Your chest is not puffed and no. you're not braggadocio. No, I ain't no braggadocio. No. That's not who I am. Never have been, never will be. Important question here from Jason. We get through all the chaff and we get to the wheat. <laughs> Jazz backcourt nickname. What? You gotta separate the wheat from the chaff. Did you leave my chafing alone? That's a personal issue. That was scriptural, dog, and you know it. But that's okay. Because you jazz, taught me. The jazz. You and those court. two other guys that came over my house. Yeah. <laughs> I let you in. Would you like to know more about twelve eighty the zone? That one time. The jazz backcourt nickname. Serious question here. And you're the king of nicknames. I mean, yeah, I could answer this, but. They don't care. The I can answer this. They don't care. You are the king of nicknames. The Jazz backcourt nickname? Ever since, he's got two options here you're going to choose. Ever since you dropped J-Slow and Carlos Boozer validated you, that elevated you to the throne of nicknames. And you have, you have, you have bestowed many nicknames since then. I like the Grime Dog, too. It's a good one. Jazz backcourt nickname. Jason wants to know if we should go with Condon or Don Con. <laughs> Who gets top billing? He needs the to know. thing about these types of things is I never just pop off off the top of my head. You're gonna let it simmer like these a fine are stew? things that are researched. I'll go to the upper room of my trailer and ponder them. The loft. Your trailer has a loft. <laughs> That was a little deep for the no, most people. It's just a little. Uh, it's just, Actually, it's it, a step ladder. I just stand on it and it makes me higher. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 So I, I just don't. I don't roll these things off the tongue. I mean, you got to be kidding me. These are things that I contemplate. Write them down. Go back. Check them. Recheck them. Double check them a third time. And then come. I mean, I just didn't roll off J Slow or the Grime Dog for Jeff Grimes. These are things I have to ponder. So, I mean, I'm not in jazz mode right now, so I'll have to think about that. We'll certainly have something ready to go by October. I'll be game ready, game one, as always. Stoked at Alec Azam. As you get three people in your cash cab besides yourself. Who do you choose? Well, for me, it would be people that I could help. And Heather Locklear is going through a difficult time right now. 
Good call by you. So I think she needs me. So Two she, more? She'd be one. You, Heather, the grime dog. Um, you know, are we going uh, sports? Are we going history? Anything. He left it wide open. You could go historical. Well, I like to think of myself as a pilot. So President Nukedorf, for sure. Because he taught me one time. Yeah. If you get one degree off, you lose your whole course. And I... And I took that to heart, and I try to stay on my degrees. 855-340-ZONE, or grab the phone and use your app on 1280, on our, uh, or use our app and use the, uh, the open mic and send it there. Jared has decided to use the telephone, old school. Jared, good morning. Good morning, guys. Hey, Jared. Um, just want to say I'm super excited for the season that's coming up for the Utah Jazz. Super hyped. Everyone's. Um, seems to be all rallied up, but I know it's on everyone's minds. At least it's on my the back of my mind all the time. What is going to happen with Dante Exum? Because it seems like every time we take him off the shelf, he just goes out there and gets busted. <laughs> and I don't know if it's Dennis, you know, if it's something that is Dennis Lindsay's trying to form him, or just we just keep waiting on him to come around. What needs to happen with him if he doesn't shine or what we all expected him to do since he came onto the team? What then do we just get rid of him? Do we just try to get rid of him before the trade line? Because I mean, I know no one wants to talk about this, but I mean, I'm I, every time he steps onto the court, I cringe, or every time he heads to the basket, I cringe because I'm just thinking he's going to come down and something else is going to bust. All right, thanks for the call, Jared. Go ahead, Sniggy. Time to predict injuries. Ready? Go. Well, I th- certainly think what needs to happen is he needs to be available for 82 games or close there. I don't know that anybody plays all 82, but he certainly needs to get in play. 70 range. I was going to say, yeah, play 70 or 75. Yeah. So until we get to that level, because he's, he's still young, but he's not a kid, uh, I can't give you an evaluation of him. because I, He played a bunch of games early. But he was way too young, and so it was foolish to be evaluating him based on when he was literally a teenager or 20 years old. And then he's gotten a little older, and he keeps getting hurt. It sucks. So I think this season is literally a make or break. Yeah, I can totally see that, especially where it stands with this contract. Yeah. Uh, if, if there's another season where he barely plays, he's 24 now, mm-hmm. so... He's still young. There's still a future. He had one year left at about. But you got to get on with it. One, yeah, one year left at about ten million. Right. So if if he hurt, gets hurt again, and it's been uh, four, forty-two games, fourteen games, sixty-six games, and zero games, and that's he's barely played. He's yeah. played about a season and a half over four years. That, that's obviously not two enough. two and a half years sitting out, about a year and a half playing. But with an expiring contract, they could you know if it doesn't work out this year, if he's hurt again, if he doesn't perform, I think we've seen flashes out of him, but we haven't seen him play for long enough to really know for sure. Well, the team is no longer in the development stage, right? It's about winning and winning right now. So as an expiring contract, even if he has another injury, he could be dealt next summer. Oh, there'd be, easily. There'd be teams trying. I'm not to so much worried about that. Get some value for him. We've talked yeah, about this I'm, is a two-year deal. Well, but that's next year. Yeah. It would hurt this year if he's hurt and he doesn't play, but maybe they can move him for somebody. I want guys who are going to help the team win. 
And if you're not going to help the team win, sorry, I have no use for you. This is a cold-hearted business. He's made millions while doing nothing. And it's unfortunate. It sounds cold. I get it. And nobody wants to sound cold here because we love these guys like they're our sons, our brothers, or whoever it might be, whatever age bracket you're in. Well, to me, they're commodities. And if he can help you win, you have him on the team. If he can't, you get you cut him loose. It's simple as that. And if he can't stay healthy for a third or fourth season, then it's time to move on and wish you luck and maybe you can go do it some way. Although it's it's not a huge financial commitment either way. So, you know, at this point you've used all this time. I don't want to say wasted, but you've taken all this time. You might as well give it another shot to see if he can do anything for you. And if he can, and if he can help you win, great. The story is yet to be written completely on Dante XM. I'm willing to give him more time because the team has gotten pretty good and Maybe you don't even need him. Maybe he can just be a bonus. And he's got skill, obviously. And so let's see what he can do. And if he can't do it, then you get somebody else in. You're in a win-now mode. You're in a win-now mode this year. You're in a win-now mode next year. Especially when you acquired all you acquired all these players this year. It's just not a one-year deal. It's a two. Yeah. That's why I brought up. Minimum, they could minimum two. It might be three and four and right, five. Right. If you, if you re-up, there'll be a lot of guys you'll have to re-sign. Well, yeah, I know, but you're not going to. This is not a two year window, and that's it. Donovan Mitchell's going to be 26 years old, in, or even only going to be 25 years old in two years. So it's the you're in a win now mode now, next year, the year after, the year after. The cast of characters may change, the nucleus probably won't, but you're still in a win now mode irregardless of who's on the team. You're not going to have Mitchell being 25, 26 years old and be building for something after he's been in the league for four or five years. You're in a win-now mode. I don't care who's on the team. The the, the players on the team, as far as the mentality of win-now, don't really matter. Obviously, they matter in order to be able to win now. But whoever they are, the attitude will remain the same. Yes. Troy says, who do you feel like will be the most important player for the Jazz this year? I can see several players being the answer, but it seems like if Mike Conley is out for an extended period of time, we'll be in a lot of trouble at point guard. Well, yeah, but you can say that about everybody. If James Harden is out for an extended period of time, if we saw LeBron was out for 20 games last year, and we saw what that happened. we're in trouble. <laughs> if Damian Lillard goes out for whatever, if Kawhi Leonard. And somebody will. Last year was the Lakers' turn. But there's always a team that's crushed by injuries. Yeah, I think I think it was more the Lakers didn't have enough talent too, because Kawhi missed twenty games and they still managed to get in the playoffs. Uh, the Lakers didn't have enough talent and they were poorly managed and nobody knew who was on first. And the locker room blew up at the end yeah. after all the trade. Right, that talk. was hence part yeah. of the poor management. Magic resigning in the hallway. That was great. I mean, it's not the you, you look at that and you say, well, of course you're not going to win. Who wins with all that chaos? Nobody does. They need to get settled. And then, there was, so there's other things beyond injuries to one player. Other guys weren't good enough to help them win. Maybe with LeBron they could have gotten in the playoffs, but they certainly weren't going to win anything. We'll see what they do this year. They, obviously, they should be substantially better. Ryan wants to know, who do you think will win the rivalry game and why? And Utah, until BYU beats them once, isn't a sufficient answer. Too bad, Ryan. It's the answer. <laughs> Say that again. Who do you think will win the rivalry game and why? And also, quote, Utah, until BYU beats them once, 
is not a sufficient answer. Okay, so Ryan is quoting me because I've said that. You have said that. Yes. I don't think you're alone in thinking that, but you have said that. If I step away from that, if he wants me to step away from that, I'm still going Utah. That When I say, well, I'm going to pick Utah until BYU wins, that's like a forecast for the future. That's true for this year and the next year. Yeah, and, and going year forward. After. Right. Because, you know, who knows who's going to be on the team next year and whatnot, who's going right. to be starting quarterback for Utah, blah, blah, blah. So that's kind of a long range uh, just philosophy, I guess you could say. And it applies yeah. to this year. And well, it's but it's more this, this year is. I pick Utah because I think they're the better team. If I had to pick one thing, I would say, how is BYU going to move the ball against that defense? I think that defensive line is going to be really good. I think they gave up a bunch of points last year, and I think they probably been beat over the head with that game film. They're fully fired up. They've heard about it for a long time now because, because it is the opener. They can talk about it in spring ball. They can talk about it all the way through camp. I expect the new defense is going to play well yeah, and be I don't difference think in that, that game. Revenge. You you play that up way more than I do because I can go BYU, you lost that game. You bleeped it away. You can allow that to happen on your home turf now in the opener against this team that is receiving all the hype. Do you have any personal pride? I mean, you can just play that back and forth till you're blue in the face or red in the face, whichever you prefer. So, I I can go the other side just as well because BYU has had the exact same amount of time to talk about how they blew it last year. So, I don't know that... That's true, but I think out of all the groups, the defensive line, for instance, to be showing, hey, here's how they moved the ball on you, here's where you didn't get pass rush, here's where they ran the ball on you, they've got more talent to to call upon and a higher level that they can rise to. Yeah, I don't know about that. Hmm. So why would you pick? They're the better team. It's not motivation based on what happened last year. It's the team this year. I think they're the better team. I think they have more overall talent. They have fewer questions. This is the first game. If we're in game three, four, five, six, whatever, you have more of an ample evidence to choose from. I've never seen Tyson Williams run a ball live. Never once. So how am I expected to think that he's just going to take this ground game and own it? I don't know. I haven't seen the kid. I've seen Zach Moss for three years. And I love him. He's a proven commodity. So I look at it and break it down. I've seen Jalen Johnson be a super cornerback for two years. Great. Sensational. NFL kid. And he's been an NFL player for five years. I'm sure he was an NFL prospect as a junior in high school. So I've got more evidence. Now, if we if they played game week three, maybe I'd change my mind. But not now. And I don't think that the Cougars, and, and you get a rivalry game, uh, you got to have some talent. You, get, you can't just say, oh, I'll throw the records out the window. That's cliche. Sometimes you can. Some, the, the, the other team, if BYU wins it, it's not going to be based on emotion. Emotion only carries you so far. Uh, Bronco Mendenhall used to talk about that. His first year, he had no idea about the rivalry because he never played in it. And didn't, you know, he grew up here, but he left. And he talked about how he did such a poor job of managing the emotions at the start and get the team to be emotionally ready, but not overly emotionally ready. Because if you're overly emotionally ready, then you're due for a flat. It's like that, those energy drinks they say, I don't try them, so I don't know, but they say there's some type of form of crash. Have you ever tried them? No. Right. But that's what they say, right? But it fires you up, and then it's like a roller coaster. Right. Down the other side. Right. 
And I remember Bronco specifically talking about that at length. He had no problem acknowledging his weaknesses. You ever get Kyle to acknowledge a weakness? If you ever do, let me know. I want to be there. <laughs> He's literally said on this show, never show weakness, DJ. Never show weakness. <laughs> I, I give you, uh, no, I, I probably shouldn't do it. I have a little personal story, but I won't do it. I, well, you've told one of the stories because it happened in public. He was ready to race you to the from the uh, f- practice field. I don't know if they're at the practice field. They were at the, the practice field. Okay, yeah. race you from the practice field yeah. to this is the place monument up the street, which by the way is fairly significantly uphill. And I, I would start stretching my hammies. <laughs> yeah, nice. <laughs> Get that Achilles loose. <laughs> no, there's a. I'll tell you the story off the air about, but it's it's totally something that was personal. So I'm 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 not going to share anything that's personal. Uh, on the air about any form of that relationship. De- Devin says to me, since when does PK look at Twitter? Is this the start of a new era? Wow. No, I, I think it's more, I of said a, I'd respond. more of an exception. A new era? I suspect the policy goes on. I don't see you tweeting back and forth with fans on a college football Saturday. This is a one-off right here. Saturdays, man, I get deluged. I, there's too many. I couldn't possibly keep up with them. It would take me uh, two hours to respond. And you wouldn't be watching games. Right. Which is what you're doing. Yeah, because I sit there at the stadium, say I'm at Rice-Eccles, open up the computer, and game starts. You start tweeting some stuff, and then it starts rolling in. And then, usually, if, if it's nice day, weather, nice evening, you got to go downstairs at some point. I'll usually go... With at the start of the fourth quarter, so then I'm off the computer, and so that's probably by the time I get done with post game, close to an hour before I'm back at the computer, and I'll come back at the computer yeah, and there'll be like when, 500 notifications. That's when people really go too, because they're either celebrating <laughs> yeah. the win or yeah. they're distraught or angry over the loss, and it's the last time yeah. you could be tweeting. Yeah, so at that point. I got work to do, and then I'm usually tired, so I don't, I can't respond to all of you. And and I love the people who take it seriously because I just don't take it seriously. It's fun, it's entertainment for me. I'm a fan of the game, but I'm not, I'm not a fan of who wins and who loses. I'm definitely a fan of the sports. That's why I love it. I absolutely love it. But I'm not a fan of who wins and loses. I don't ride that emo- emotional roller coaster that fans do. I appreciate that you do. I just don't do it. But I'm definitely a fan of the sport. And I'd say about I'd say about 90% of people get me and they have fun with it. But there's that 10%, man, that, you know, if I say something in the first quarter flippantly just for fun and it turns around, they just go at you like it's life or death. And I find that amusing. And I'm grateful <laughs> for them, too, because they're way into it. And that's good. We need more people way into it. All right. We got more questions rolling in. We'll get back to this oh, in the uh, 8 o'clock hour. Because I do have Keep... to answer Cheerios or Wheaties. I know. I, got that I right see here. that one. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let you know. All right. So we got that. That's on the way. Uh, put your questions on Twitter. At PK Kenahan, at David DJ James. You can put them up on Facebook, DJ and PK. Grab your phone, use the app, send the audio, y'all can play them for us. Coming up next, it's the Utes, it's the Cougars, it's the rivalry countdown. We'll get to that, and then Riley Jensen, our college football insider, joins us at 8 o'clock on 97.5 at 1280 The Zone.
Countdown is back on the Zone Sports Network. It's the fifth annual college football top 60 and 60. As we count you down to the start of the college football season. Listen every day at 1.30 as Hans and Scotty will announce another selection. I see you on five. Leading up to the start of the 2019 season. As voted on by the local media and you the fans. It's the top 60 and 60. Presented by Cypress Credit Union, the Southtown Auto Mall, and Master Electrical Service. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Eight days away, a week from tomorrow, it's the Utes and the Cougars, the rivalry countdown, 100 days to the 100th game. We are almost there. So, so very close. Yak, the number eight, stands out in rivalry history because... Well, the current streak, Utah's on an eight-game win streak in this series. They're trying to match their longest win streak with a ninth win eight days away from today. In the current streak, do you guys know what the average margin of victory for Utah has been? 42. No. Eight. Eight point eight points on average. Ooh. Eight point eight. If you take the fifty-four to ten debacle that game in twenty ten out of the equation, it drops to all all the way down to three point eight. Yeah, but that but that doesn't work. Today's day eight. You need eight point eight. That's why we're with the eight point eight. Just go with it. There it is. There you go. Average margin of victory: eight point eight points per game over an eight-game win streak. Huh. (laughs) <laughs> Freaky. Fun with, fun with numbers. I mean, too bad it wasn't played on the 28th instead of the 29th. That would have been way cool. You know what I mean, guys? Yep. Now, while we have one lane of college football questions pouring into us on an Ask, uh, ask Anything You Want Wednesday... We got another lane of breakfast cereal questions. You said you were going to answer Jeremy Bingham, PK, which one, Cheerios or Wheaties? And Steve now believes with those abs, it's obviously Captain Crunch for PK Kinahan. Is he taking a slam at me? That was how I took it at first, but then when I read it a second time, I thought Crunch, Crunches, no, I think he's pumping you up. But I got to admit, now I'm not entirely clear. When did you see me with my shirt off? I'd take it off right now if it wasn't so cold in here. It's way too cold to do that. Right. Got a jacket on right now. Got a hoodie. Because my you-know-whats, they're frozen. (laughs) (laughs) I was listening to national radio a couple of Sundays ago. My buddy Jason Reed was on there. And they were talking about the cryo chamber. And that guy he was doing it with said he got in there once. And... uh, so cold his nipples froze yikes so i texted jason i said hey i'm just coming home from church here i'm all pure and holy and you guys are talking about frozen nipples stop it (laughs) what'd you get back from him uh three crying emojis (laughs) (laughs) it's not me it's not me it's not me (laughs) i didn't do it (laughs) it was all the the, you know the frozen toes yeah that was the rage right uh, I used to. I don't. I don't eat cereal much, but I preferred Cheerios over anything. 
not so much of a Captain Crunch guy. I didn't mind it, but was more the Cheerios guy. I don't know that I've ever eaten it. Cheerios was uh, one of the uh, one of the main staples in breakfast cereals in our house. I, I don't even know how old I was before I tried Wheaties. They're pretty good. Well, I like my Wheaties. It's whatever the mother buys. Exactly. You got to eat them fast before they get soggy, though. It's no good. Cheerios, um, Cheerios hold up. They don't get all mushy very quick. I like that about them. But hey, carbs, hey, hey. I'm out of the breakfast cereal business. I mean, that's you to a T. You should analyze it way more than you should. I know I don't like mushy food. Mushy. No, you get the mushy gravy cereal. and the mashed potatoes, you stir them up. That's different. That's not mushy. Well, it can be. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yes, most definitely it can be. All right, bring your questions. We got questions about the Jazz. We got questions about the Utes. We got questions about the Cougars. We might have more breakfast cereal questions. You never know. It could be uh, lunch food questions coming up next. DJ and PK brought to you in part by Restore Hyper Wellness and Cryotherapy. If you want better health and to feel better, check out Restore Hyper Wellness and Cryotherapy and ask about the Zone listener specials on cryotherapy, IV drips, hyperbaric oxygen treatment, and more. Visit Restore.com for more details. DJ and PK, Rod is coming up next, our college football insider. PK, what do you want to ask him? Oh, I got some specifics, but I'm not going to ask him how he thinks the Utes are going to be this year. I'm tired of all the love. Ute fans, I'm here for you because you're nervous about all the love you're getting. So I'm about ready to throw some shade on all that love. Some major negativity coming their way? Yes. All right. Get ready to wallow it in, people. It's next. It's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.